Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Recap. This is week 31. I hate you so much. Uh, 31 is a prime number. Oh. So, a little fun fact for you all. We're back. Um, And this is another, you know, kind of uh, easy week. Uh, We're kind of just going to talk about whatever the hell we feel like, because we do get a decent amount of listens, and I feel like uh, everyone is content with that. Yeah, right now. Um, so um, we we certainly appreciate it. We uh, do. So let's address the fourth wall real quick. Yes. Thank you to everybody that listens, even if it's for a couple seconds or if it's for the whole podcast or for like five minutes or something. Like yeah. uh, like I do every week. Um, I love everyone here, and I record it, so I know what we talked about. Yes. Generally, so that's fine. <laughs> um, we're not so wasted we have... this week. We're we're pretty. We're feeling good, but we're not. We hammered are. No, or... we're good. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone's got. So we have, kind of a rough uh, night on the podcast last night, tonight, to we have Jake, we have Nick, we have Alex, Sarah's going to be here, she's going to be reading and on her phone, so she might have some things to say if we start talking about the Senate, and <laughs> Burke is also here, and he will probably make an appearance at some point because he's needy as hell, he but who isn't, me. you know, I mean, can we blame him? So anyway, let's get into it. Um, Nick and I started off with some beers that we've already been drinking, I started with a Nobody's Robot, which... It's still good. It's yeah. still good. Yeah, it holds up very well. Oh, it's very good. Um, very good. I am drinking the new release from yesterday, the Warm Hand Splash. Very, oh, delicious. Had that. Fantastic had that today. beer. Very good. They make good. a lot of this, and so I'm sure that they'll have cans through the week here. Mm-hmm. They have a good bit left. They did have a good bit left. Yeah. So They will definitely have this by the time this podcast is up, so if you are listening to this... And you just want like a good drinkable double, go get it. It's delicious. What's and you live in Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah, right. Any Pittsburgh listeners. What's uh, what's interesting about that too is they were doing a case limit this time for a double. So I feel like they're either preparing base or they're doing the limits based on the line, or they're just gonna They've start realized selling more. That I feel like maybe they realized that this one is kind of almost at their, like, we make this enough that people get it and, you know, we're going to sell it no matter what, so we might as well go for that, you know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. also with, like, Spy Dolphin, Exquisite Beast, you know, those, they always have, like, they always, like, max out on, on the limits. Which, yeah. I mean, they've made this a few times now. Yeah, and, I think this is the third time. Yeah. Right, because they've had, they had uh, Wishbone. No, wait, we've talked about this before. It was Swell first. Is what it was called first. And that was a gift from Night Shift to let them use the name. Because Night Shift has a beer called Swell. And after that, they switched it to Wishbone. Wishbone. No. Wishbone, yeah. No, Wishbone was the the single IPA. Yes, and And so so Swell is a single. Okay. Wishbone is also a single. Warm Hand Splash is the double version of swell slash wishbone. Okay, that's what it was. All right. Yes. So I'm back on the. Yeah, we talked about this at Dancing Gnome. Yeah. Sarah and I talked about this. <laughs> how Nick, about how Nick has movie. no fucking idea what yes. any of these things are called. It still doesn't. True. So, but it's a damn good beer. I really do like it. Um, it's really good. It's yeah, smooth. It's, it's super fresh. Good. Super fresh right now. Like, um, I feel like it. It doesn't change much though if you sit on it for a week or two, which is kind of cool. That's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jake, are you drinking anything right now? I'm drinking wine. I'm waiting for the beer that I put in the fridge to get What kind cold, of wine are you so. drinking? We're not just a beer podcast. We're an alcohol podcast. A, <laughs> I know we mostly talk about beer, but we're open to it. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. 
Uh, I'm drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> oh. Um, I went With to the dinner in the North End last night, and we had a bottle of Cab, a bottle of Pinot Grigio. Pinot uh, Gris. And, yes. and I had some, some pretty and fire raviolis. Um, if you're ever looking for good, really good Italian food, and you're ever in Boston, um, just throw a dart at a map of Hanover Street in the North End, and you'll probably find a place that's pretty good. Yeah, we that place, place is crazy. We went to this place called Modern Pastry afterward. Had a line, like, out the door. And I got this fire peanut butter cupcake that was extremely rich. It was filled with some sort of peanut butter cream. Mm. The icing was peanut butter, and they had a peanut butter cup on Was it a chocolate cupcake? It was a chocolate cupcake. Okay. What are... What is everyone... What's everyone's thoughts on on cupcakes? Because like I have, I feel like I have pretty strong opinions on cupcakes, but I don't know your guys' opinions. Sarah, do you want to start? I mean, <laughs> like my main thing is I I love cupcakes, but like they're not my go-to dessert. I prefer cupcakes to cake. Okay. Because they tend to stay more moist. Mm, love that word. Love that we, word. We literally were talking moist. about this before this podcast. Moist. If your least favorite word is moist, you're basic as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Pick a different word. Right. I don't what mind. What was the, the one word. that I said? The only time it's ever used this week? is talking about cakes. So, like, people can get over the fucking stigma of yeah. using the word moist. moist. Yeah. It's literally only for brownies and cakes. Yeah. Get over it. Right. It's not like you're talking about your grandma and her watching, right. like, uh, The Young and the Restless right. and being I was moist so over moist. some of the guys. Like, no like, one no. does that. <laughs> no one does that. So um, we can move forward. True, Go true. ahead, Nick. Um, what are your thoughts? My thoughts on cupcakes. So I am, at my core, not a big sweets and desserts person. Please note, I still don't understand why I married him. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing this. This is true. Um... <laughs> I do, however, have a very strong opinion on the amount of icing on your cupcakes. Is it the amount, or is it just the sweetness of said icing? Okay, listen, no, I didn't I can... need to, I didn't mean to, like, get into, like, but marital really issues. <laughs> like, this is not where I wanted this to go. Don't worry, we're but not like, going to get divorced over here, fucking cupcakes, okay? This can also be a therapy session. That's oh. kind of what it is. Yeah. So go ahead, Nick. All right, so my, my thing is, I like... Chocolate cupcakes. Okay. I like a decent amount of icing, but when you get into like a dollop, like a freaking like snow cap of icing. Give me like numbers. I need like a ratio. Like, do you need like, a, you need like a third of the cupcake portion in icing or like half? The I would say portion? less than a third. Less than a third. Do you have issue with the way I ice my cupcakes? No. Jesus no, I don't. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like, if I'm you get to, I ice mine too much. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm My saying. I okay, but see, here's the like, thing. I feel like I eat a lot of your sweets. I need you to put more. All right. Nick can go fuck himself because he doesn't even <laughs> like sweets. He already he prefaced it with, I don't really like sweets. I'm all in on this. So perfect. Okay. My thing is, I like gummy bears. Yeah. I like Hell yeah. I like gushers. I like fruit by the foot and and fruit roll ups. Love candy, right? We can tell. We can tell, Nick. Fuck you. Alright, but what I'm saying is I like the sugary, like, you know, flavors and stuff like that. Like I don't really like cake is what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm sort of in that same boat. I will I don't say like 
I don't like the ice. I think people overdo it with the icing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's I, that's, my, that's my, my agreement issue. Like for sure. Like but. typical like cake icing. Like you get a sheet cake from from a grocery store. Giant like, That icing, I just I just don't like a whole lot. And I think the worst invention in the history of planet Earth is the cake. That's like just cupcakes with like a shit ton of icing on top. Ugh. That makes me want to vomit. Yes. But it's just like mounds and mounds of like sugar, and and the icing is just—it's too much. It's too much. But I love cupcakes. Uh, the other side of that, though, I love ice cream cake. Yeah, that's. So I mean, sweet, that's that's like a completely different. Right. It is a completely different. Yeah, it's thing. just ice cream thing. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Cake in it. Right. I, so that's probably cupcakes. my favorite cake. If I had Side to pick note, type of cake. Sure, good. Side <laughs> note for Gigi's birthday last week, we had a chocolate chip cookie sandwich cake. And it was hands down the best thing I've ever had in my life. Wait, from, so like where's it from? chocolate? I have no idea. Like chocolate, chocolate chip cookie. cookies with ice cream in the middle. Like, oh, yeah. but like a cake, cake size. size. Oh my god! So I, I will say, I will say something very similar to that that I that we've had. I feel like for one of our birthdays was a cookie cake with like icing in the middle. So it was like a dual layer cookie cake with like. Was it like an oatmeal cookie though? Like massive oatmeal cookie I said type. Cookie cake. And cookie cake is chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookies. cookies. All right, we are changing conversations <laughs> right the fuck No, I need to know I'm... Jake's opinions on cupcakes because I have very strong said... opinions and I need to... He said what? He just Yeah, said... I just said I like them. I like uh, them. I, I think I hate, I hate cupcakes because there's no easy way to eat them. I'm not going to eat it with a fork. I'm not going to eat it by itself. I'm not going to do that fucking sandwich thing that everyone fucking does. Like, fuck you. Yeah, that's I'm not basic. About to, that's I'm not about to... Too. It's supposed to be a, a, an easy thing to eat. They're never a fucking easy thing to eat. All the gourmet ones are like six inches tall. I'm like, yes, I can't fit my on mouth it. on it. Right. Like, agreed. It, it's it's too much. That it's was just you know. That was kind Sarah's of my cupcakes point. are delicious, Thank you. and I want Sarah to always make cupcakes. And if she ever makes cupcakes, I will eat them. Right. But generally, these fucking especially on uh, also like this is like a total offshoot, but like. Anything that is like almond tort, almond flavored, that shit is so strong. If you overuse almond extract, you can choke. So easy to overuse. It's so easy. It's so and they do it all the time. Yes. I'm like, I don't need to to like drink it. Which kind of ties back to our conversation from not last week, what was it, two weeks ago? Talking about ginger in beer. Yes. Right? So Correct. anything that you can overuse that's supposed to be like supplemental to the the type of food that you're making yes or beverage or whatever correct is going to suck the life out of it yeah period Mm -hmm. nobody like i don't go and look out like search out uh almond milk for a starbucks latte to taste just straight fucking almond milk you know Mm -hmm. it's a balance it's a mixture it's a it's a chemical thing that happens with these flavors and you're right with the the almond stuff. That that just to me is just a really strong flavor it's, that just comes yeah, through no matter what. It's too much, yeah. And like everyone is always talking about, like, oh, they always get the fucking almond tort from fucking. Randall's. No, well, yes, and uh, <laughs> no, the, well, yes. Oh, and Oakmont Bakery, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that shit is too. It's too much. Everything it's Oakland too Bakery much. Makes it too much. It's just I'm um, I'm like God, like, give me something. Ugh. Give me something um, fresh. Give me something new. Okay, let's talk about beer. Yeah, so 
kind of to offshoot from that, I forget who's brewing it right now, but there is somebody that's brewing a strawberry pretzel dessert beer. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mom yeah, used to make pretzel it. Salad. Pretzel salad. It's that's what it's called. Pretzel salad. Bitch. I couldn't remember that. I'm sorry. She makes it all the fucking time. You goddamn bitch. Yeah, I know. But somebody who made <laughs> a kidding. beer. Love you. Love you. Why are we so hostile tonight? I don't know. We know. We need, we you, know why we're, we, you know why. We need so more beer. Tonight. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, that that's something that, I mean, you see a lot of these dessert beers. We've had Oreo Speedwagon. We've had uh, Mashmallow and all that, like, in the past three weeks, you know? So, coming into this time of year, you get a lot of, ex, you know, um, experimentation with flavors <laughs> in beers. And stouts. And stouts. Yeah, you get a lot of yeah. stouts for winter season. It is stout um, season, so it's it's time for stout adjuncts. Oh, so one of my favorite things, honestly. I have a shelf full of them right here. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, speaking to like the, I know we talked a little bit about fall beers and like our favorite stuff, but um, really excited to try the the couple of beers that are coming out around Thanksgiving for. Obviously, the holiday season ramping up here, you're going to have a lot more Christmas ales and, and stuff like that. Yes. Um, um, yeah, I feel like we should talk about Christmas ales. Okay. Jake, how? what are your thoughts on, on Christmas Christmas beers? We've already talked about fall beers, and I feel like it's kind of... I feel like Christmas beers are, like, the amped-up version of fall beers. Like, like, I feel like fall beers are more transitional from the summer, like citrusy light kind of beers that we we're used to drinking all year round um and we've already kind of i mean i guess i guess everyone if if anyone has listened to this podcast over the last like few weeks we you probably know where this conversation is going but you know we're not all a big fan of fall themed beers so what do you think about christmas beers jake i've had very bad experiences with uh, Mad Elf in particular, and okay. I think that that didn't. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to get back into them because I haven't had. I don't think I've really had a, a traditional like Christmas ale in a while because I've just I made that decision that I didn't like them, and just haven't really put, gone back into it. Um, I think they can be very poorly done, and I haven't had one that's really like knocked my socks off. So. In that same vein, uh, I have quite a few that come to mind just as ones that I've had in the past. And my one of the first beers that I ever had as like a Christmas ale was Celebration from uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada, yeah. Which is, so it was very good at the time, but I had no experience in those types of beers, right? So... Whenever I first tried it, I immediately went, oh my gosh, this is a different style that I really want to explore. So I went out and I bought uh, Fireside Chat from 21st Amendment. I went and got uh, Christmas Ale from Great Lakes. I, I got a six, mixed six-pack of all these Christmas beers, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to try every one of them, and I, I love this style. you know. And I went way overboard with it. <laughs> and you going overboard with things? No. <clears throat> wow. Jesus read Christ. Me, read me, sis. Read me. What did I do to you guys? 
I'm just fucking around. Right? Busting chops we're today. Just, we're just, no. we're just, <laughs> Nick. We're just fucking around. I'm just messing. I with really you. mean it. I'm just messing. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Why? No. Why are you guys making fun of me? No, Help me. I'm poor. <laughs> um, but so I went down this crazy tirade of just Christmas everything. Yes, give it to me, and I really landed on the fact that there's a whole lot of subtlety that you can really pull out of those with the different spices and uh, sweet, like the, the cinnamon flavors and stuff like that that you can really get into with those beers. But if it ends up tasting like what a pine cone bag smells like, you know what I mean? You know, there's like the scented pine cones that you can buy. And, oh, yeah. Like potpourri, yeah. Yeah, if it ends up tasting like that, you might as well just dump it in the trash. Because honestly... There's just so much overkill. So it is a subtle style. It's one of those, like, I, I think Great Lakes Christmas is probably my favorite. Just because it's very well balanced. They've been doing it forever. Congrats to them on 30 years this year, by the way. Um, that's something that they've done for at least the last 10 or 15 years. And you can get it pretty much anywhere. And it's always a solid, balanced beer. It's never too much of one thing, not enough of the other, or, you know, overkill, right? So. Yes. Um, I have never enjoyed, I feel like I've only had a few Christmas beers, and I, I any beer that is, like, so overly spiced is just too much for me. Like. Well, and that's kind of where like, I was going. You can, I mean, like. You're not buying a case of this stuff to drink over a weekend, like right? Part like, to party. No, like, yeah, you're you're buying it to have like a couple. You're buying beers like a six friends. pack for like a, a couple people. Like, yeah, I would never buy a case of this stuff for myself ever. And I just I I don't I just don't get the style. So, um, yeah, I I, I just. Like I think Christmas sales are are definitely worse than fall beers. Oh. <laughs> like fall pumpkin beers. I I just I'm not I'm not I don't. I'm, not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm a big fan. I I think that I'm there's a fan. There's a lot that Sarah is, is very well done. Sarah is head in solidarity with me. I am. I think that but like I was saying, it's all about balance. If you have something that just tastes like nutmeg or that that smells like a bag of pine cones, then it's not going to be good, you know? So, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I just, it, it's never, I mean, it doesn't, it never tastes as good as it smells. It yeah, never tastes it's as never good as it a good smells. balance. Yeah. Ever. Oh, see, I, I mean, fall or winter beer. It's never a good balance except couches, pumpkin beer, which I will still die for. <laughs> um, the uh, same. I had, I will say, this is atomic like, punk. this is totally off, yeah. a, Atomic Punk, phenomenal. <laughs> if they still have that shit, go get that shit. Um, I will say, I got pumpkin spice coffee from uh, Trader Joe's, and I was, like, really excited for it. And it smelled very good when I first brewed a cup, and it's been an ongoing conversation in our office, because it smells very good. It smells like a lot of spices. When you taste it, it tastes like clove water. 
Yeah. Which is literally so repulsive. And thank God mm-hmm. we've gotten through this 12-pack over the last, like, week yeah. and a half. It's this coffee. shit is gross. I what was it? Like, it's coffee. gross. Oh, pumpkin oh, spice ooh. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Like, I it's not even, like, it's coffee. nothing, like, not, like, nothing. It does not taste like coffee. It literally just tastes like straight clove. Ugh. And I hate that. And, and I feel like that translates to beers like these flavors are so strong and it is it takes like a very skilled person Mm -hmm. to be able to like balance those flavors out Mm -hmm. and i feel like people just put shit out right that just tastes like straight spice it's like i am still drinking a beer like Mm -hmm. i want it to taste i want some malt character i don't need like a single spice to be the only thing that i'm tasting which is what i like about uh, Heine's Good Cheer from Roundabout. I liked it a lot. Actually, that one is that a one lot. Is... That one's a lot. I just feel like the alcohol is so heavy with yeah. that one. Yeah. Again, and I feel like it. we keep going back to, or I keep going back to, like, it, it, it's so strong that you can only have a little bit. Like, I'm not ever getting more than a six-pack for multiple people. Like, I'm not getting a six-pack for myself. So... So yeah, yeah. So that's I always, uh. I always just think it's too sweet. So yeah, like right. it's too too sweet too yeah. much. Um, Jake, do you want to weigh in on the Christmas beers? The dog said hi. That was him. It's um, it's an interesting style. I mean, I I just I'm I'm glad that it's seasonal and people don't do this kind of stuff year round. But I just avoid it. I mean, you know, I've pretty much identified that I don't like it and have done everything that I can to avoid it at this point. But, but clearly there's a market not to say that for it. Not like, to say that there aren't good ones. Like I've had a couple that I've yeah, like, but, enjoyed. But people still make them. So like there must be enough people that want it Yeah. for them to keep making yeah. it. Especially yeah. pumpkin beers. And I just feel like I, I, I can't imagine anyone that is at Dancing Gnome consistently like likes this stuff so it's like where it's it must not be like craft beer people it must be just like casual beer drinkers that like this stuff sure and i feel like that's the same with like with pumpkin beers because i i talk to people who drink craft beer consistently and they generally don't like pumpkin beers but like my more basic friends (laughs) love pumpkin beers so it's it must be like I don't know. Maybe we're not the majority. So I just think that you don't see it often in craft beer, right? Like in, think about in the Christmas the, the micro brew. Yeah, right. I mean, I think you see it way more with like Sierra. Like you've, I mean, the names that you've mentioned in the past ten minutes are Sierra Nevada, Great Lakes, and these are all like big time. I mean, I guess technically some of them are still craft, but they don't make them at a small scale. And like, I think that if, if some of these places that we go to were to sort of step into that realm and get some kind of handle on it, I just don't, I just don't think that there's, there's like math appeal. So like, I I can't imagine some of these smaller craft places doing it other than occasionally, right. Making like a couple of kegs of it or something. Right. Like, yeah. Or, or like or, a rare bottle release type of thing. Yeah. Right. So I will say, I think that it's nice that Dancing Gnome... I mean, Dancing Gnome made 
an Oktoberfest beer. Like, they made an Oktoberfest. So, I think people are getting into it. I think uh, Hitchhiker also had one that they did. They had some sort of Oktoberfest. So, it's good that they're branching out, and I will continue to try them, because generally, I've liked them so far. Right. But then you also have the, the Penn Breweries. And the the church brew works who have been doing them for years, and I mean Penn literally puts on a three week Oktoberfest celebration, and I mean they are German style craft beer or craft brewery, right? right. So yeah, yeah. that's a that's a huge thing for them. They're going to celebrate everything about German culture. They have you know oompa bands and all kinds of crazy shit going on that's all themed around the the festival, but. Like you're saying, Jake, I mean, uh, Roundabout does very specific styles of beer, right? And they're not actually, like, they're not running out to make a Christmas ale. They just make the Heinies that's a rare release for them, right? Right. And I think another interesting point is do you think that you, you probably don't really see it? You might see it regionally, right? Like, I think places that will have a standard, like, you know, four-season year, like the Northeast, you're probably more likely to see those types of beers be successful than if you're in California. And, like, no one's no one wants to drink, like, a dark stout in California all the time. Yeah, it's because it's 75 degrees and sunny out. Right, even, even in year. December, right? Or it might be a little bit colder than that. But I don't know. I think that that, that would be interesting to see regionally how how people have a take on on seasonal type beers right and and one of the places that i always think of when i think of uh seasonal stuff is uh is brew gentlemen because they have a they have a, a specific schedule that they follow where it's like these three months we make this beer these three months we make this beer and they have a they have a pretty strong lineup when it comes to like the winter or fall winter season so to piggyback off of that um, today was the release of Double Mex, uh, which is their Imperial Mexican coffee stout. Um, I've had it once before. Um, I do have a bottle coming to me. Thank you, Sean P. If you're listening, just, this is just we, a big old mind we hug. We stan um, Sean P. We stan him forever. Right. Uh, so they went, they all went down today to party cause it, it like the way they do the release is, um, you get a, you you buy a ticket online and then you get a session time right so you show up at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. or whatever pick up your bottles and go it's a very very limited release um, they caused a lot of controversy last year actually um, with this particular beer because they did a like almost like a lottery style but it was you had to buy a gift basket and the gift basket was not cheap. I want to say it was probably like 80 bucks or something like that. Okay. And you got two bottles. Mm. And it, like glassware. I forget what else was included in it, but a lot of my friends were up in arms about it. Like, this is bullshit. We don't need to buy this stuff. Like, I just want the bottle of beer. And they only had, I think that you could buy an individual bottle, but you couldn't buy two bottles. So they really messed it up last year. <laughs> But this year, um, they did two-bottle limit, 
uh, and that was it. You just bought your two 750s, and they had it on tap today. They tapped uh, last year's double mix today as well. Um, hearing from Sean, he said the beer was incredible, and uh, he drank my bottle already. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I've had it, I had it once, and it was at Dark Lord Day, and it was at like 4 p.m., so I don't really have any thoughts on <laughs> what it tasted like. <laughs> but uh, I know my friends who are big fans of BG seem to say that that one's the, the pinnacle of Brew Gentleman beer. And they but, make good stuff. I, I've, they do. I've never once yeah, really I, been, I, been there I mean, or had beer that I thought was subpar. Like they, they are very good at what they do. They make, they make very, I, very high I quality I feel like stuff. we've had beer that we would consider subpar. But honestly, at this point, I feel like we... I don't like in, the aesthetic. In addition to how the beer is, we take into account how convenient it is to get to these places like and the experience when you're there you can't yeah exactly and the experience you can't count the atmosphere and the distance from where you are out of it like we are not in a vacuum like like determining how good these beers are because we could go somewhere that's 10 minutes away from our house and get beer that yeah, is strange roots on the same level, if not better, right? Than and these places that goes you know? to say that there are some places that you will travel for and yes. go out of your way to go to them because they are so transcendent when it comes to their styles or or just the way that they the way that they brew the type of stuff that they have. Like, I, we always bring it back to Treehouse because that you know that's a place that I will I will gladly drive an hour. Which is like very far out of the way yeah. to to go get their beer, and there are certain and or or like um, like Russian River, you know, that's yeah. that's a place that I can think of that I would definitely, if I was anywhere close to Northern California, I would seriously consider making a trip up there, especially on a Sunday when they have four dollar drafts. <laughs> bitch, come on. No, um, it's like but the it's other not even like four dollar drafts, four dollar drafts of literally like nationwide, like renowned beer. Like, bitch, I will fly to Northern California to go to that fucking brewery. Like, I will be yeah. there. But then you have the opposite of that, where like I'm not going to drive to North for sales for full pint. You know. Yeah. Like I'm, I won't even drive to Lawrenceville for full pint. Have we talked about how much we hate full pint? So I don't think so. All right, I so, don't know if we have. I no, mean, no, no. I, I I feel like that's a personal vendetta that we really shouldn't get into. Um, I don't know if it's but, personal. I don't think it's personal. I don't think it's personal because other people have right. Like I've heard it from like several, several people. people. Like I, I mean, we I we don't have to get into like the specifics, but I I feel like every time I've been there, it hasn't been like the service is not great. And I've talked about Grist House before, and I will continue to go there, but I don't know if I'll go. And I, I mean, this could just be me. Like this isn't this whole podcast talking about this, but I'm not going to go to Full Pint because I think that the people that they have working there, uh, at least in my experience, like don't really like 
care about good service and they kind of just want to like do whatever the fuck they want. So that might be one, that might be one experience, but like that's enough for me. So my, my counter to that is I've not had that experience there. Okay. I've not. And it's been long enough now that I could probably go back there without a second thought because the wild side pub is a great idea for them because they do a lot of beer. They do a lot of production beer out of their main facility, but they do a lot of beer that's not their production beer. I will say, I mean, um, I don't know what it was called, but they have a sour. Jake, what's the name of the sour that they do? Uh, it's called T-Funk. T-Funk. T-Funk, literally one, like one of the greatest sours that I've ever had. You know who that's named after? No. Tony the bartender. <laughs> Oh, that bartender. Yeah. You know, Jeez. I so God. he is uh, the bassist in Solar Burn, good friends of mine. Number one. Oh, so we there's, played there's a lot more of to shows. The story there's then. More to the yes. More to the story. So we've played a lot of shows with them in the past. I, I mean, I wasn't. Oh, I, I did know uh, that. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. that but that it sounds. is named for him. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, there. Th- there's a picture of him on the bottom. I, I mean, I'm just gonna say. I mean, th- again, this is just me. Like, but it was I'm it talking. was a bad experience. That's a that's a horrible experience. It, yeah. Multiple times. Multiple times. Not even just me, but well, I it, I had a bad experience. Mom and dad had a bad experience mm-hmm. with this same bartender. I I don't really have anything against their beer. I mean, they make White Lightning, right? Yes. Which is White Lightning is a, still is still one of my favorite like wit beers. I yeah. I I don't think I, that's like probably the only wit beer that I'll ever drink. Yeah, because you're because not going to go for good. a blue moon. Right, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to go back to that specific bar because of how horrible the experiences with that bartender were. Sure. And it's like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Jay, I, like, can, <laughs> Jay, so, do you want to back me up on this? Like, I mean, no, yeah, absolutely. it was bad. I mean, I, like, I, it, was, it, was, it was bad. It was, it was, yeah, and, and that's not to say that, like, that it hasn't changed. Because it's been a while, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but like... And you want to say, like, you want to sit here and say, like, oh, like, it doesn't really reflect the people that own this business, but they're the ones that are employing this person who is, is again, like, I'm, I'm like, very emotional today. I'm sorry. Like, I apologize for that. No, it's okay. For uh, that. Uh, again, like, I know him on a personal level. Yeah. It, and we've but, had interactions in a personal and professional setting. Right. Which is separate from when he's at work. It's not... Do you, it consider, do you consider him a friend of yours? I, I mean, I would say at least an acquaintance, but not necessarily... Like, I can't call him up and be like, yo, Tony, let's hang out tonight. Right. Type of thing. I'd hope you wouldn't. Right. No, I get it, you. Uh, no, it, it was... It's yeah, hard. I mean, they, they were just bad experiences. Like, we'll, we'll sort of just leave it at that, and I just won't be back there. You know, like that. Sure. And that's where we'll leave it. Um, but uh, I do want to get into what we're drinking currently. Uh, yes. Jake first, because he's got a freaking bombshell he over there. Really excited. <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Uh, so I, I pulled out the, the faded farmer that I got at Trillium probably like two months ago. That's been sitting in uh, my closet for a while. This is faded farmer, red currant. Barrel fermented wild ale. Red. I, the color of this is is kind of crazy. It's, it just looks like a regular like kind of IPA style. I don't know if you guys can see what I have working. Literally, with here. it just I was, looks like a lager. Like that looks. Yeah, like a I was I was very much expecting it to be like deep purple. You know, uh, it's it's very carbonated, and I think that that kind of 
detracts from it a little bit because it like I can feel it like as it's traveling down my throat, like bubbling. <laughs> and it's not it like a great throat. feeling. There this this label is like a masterpiece. Like it's it's literally a work of art. And I think that's so cool that they continue to do that. Um, they work with the same artist every time that they make a beer for all of their labeling and his style is so clean and everything he does is is very impressive and very representative i think of i think they they really go hand in hand in my opinion like they they have really good beer they have really good style like the aesthetic that they are working with in both locations now um is really cool and i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what these guys continue to do over the next you know decade or more you know i mean they're they're going to be one of the power players in in craft beer oh I especially in the are. northeast but also probably in the country as well like they're they're very widely known and people this is another place that people will like go out of the way just to, to go to and it's it's convenient because you can just fly right into boston and and, and it's, it's right there like, 10 minutes 10 minutes from the airport yeah, yeah. And it's wild that, like, their four-point location has ballooned into what it is. Like, Canton is one thing, because it's out off the beaten path. You know, it's it's not necessarily, like, a place that you're driving by every day, and you see it every day, and you're like, oh, man, I need to get there. Like, yeah. like Fort Point is heart of the city, right? Like, that's pretty much... I'm, I'm thinking yeah, of the right no. place, right? That's that's I'm talking yeah, the right area and all that. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, we because we went there. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I was listening to it actually earlier today, but um, yeah, we we went there and we went to Seaport, which is the location of where that's at. Um, and yeah. it's yeah, it's crazy to see how a place like that. But, and I've I've probably said this before. That you know, if you make a good product, like you're going to be successful, right? And like you're going to grow at a rate that probably surpasses what you're expecting off the bat. And I think that that's where sort of Dancing Gnome got in the first like few months, where they had they had to like close on some Sundays and stuff, where they like they, they ran just couldn't out of keep beer. up with yeah, yeah right they couldn't keep up with it because they make a really good product. And that's the same thing with Trillium. And now they're just they're turning into just a powerhouse. Uh, buying a farm in Connecticut and, and that type of stuff. And we've, you know, I've talked about them ad nauseum. Uh, so, but wow, yeah, that's, that that's was where I'm at. SAT word. Ad nauseum. Look at you. Um, bringing out the Latin, bitch. <laughs> now, they've been around for, what, five years? Yeah, it's about five years now. I think it's uh, maybe even a little bit less than that. Yeah. Because um, I feel like we would have heard or seen something about their, like, five-year anniversary if... If that had already happened, right? They, I'm sure that they would do some kind of blowout event. Right. Um, but this is something I wish. So I, I'll make sure to get a couple because they do like seller. They do like seller Sundays where they like bring out bottles that have been sitting for a while um, and aging. So I'll try to grab a couple of these um, to bring back for Thanksgiving and the oh, holidays and everything, so we can. Um, I, I have had uh, we had a couple when we were in line for the anniversary, and. The one sat for too long, probably, but the other one was pretty good. Yeah, the Faded yeah, and they Farmer do series. they do so much different stuff. Like Faded Farmer is a a big series of theirs, and they they're always throwing in weird, crazy stuff. Like Alexis had the it was an Asian pear, uh, 
faded farmer and you know it's uh it's just good do, stuff they so do it's one really fruit though, right beer. it's not like not like the seesaw yeah. series where they do a bunch of different additions it's just single fruit sour that's yep. it yeah so it's it's very good it's very tasty uh the carbonation is a little uh, off-putting i'm not gonna lie but um it's very sour alex i think that you would love this uh it's a shame that i forgot about it i i legitimately forgot that it was in my closet until after we discussed it uh, a couple weeks ago but uh like i said i'll, I'll make sure to bring some back um yeah so that's what awesome. i'm drinking tonight and i haven't really been going to many places other than uh well i mean on the like the, the past three weekends basically I, all we were kind of doing was going to different breweries and stuff but uh during the weeks and stuff, I don't really, I don't really have time, and I'm not, I'm not as close to uh, that liquor store that I like going to that has a, a huge variety of stuff. Um, but I think, you know, obviously moving into the holidays here, like we're gonna, ha- we're gonna be having a lot of different stuff. I'm gonna make some stops and and hopefully get you guys uh, some some good high quality beer. What are you guys drinking now? Uh, so oh, great transition. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we um, we cracked an aged dogfish one twenty. Jesus. Um, oh my god! No, like surprisingly, really so good. Like really so good. Smooth. I I just I mean it ta- like to me it tastes like apple cider. It's a which is so weird. So it's so what does it say? Fifteen to twenty percent alcohol or something? It doesn't say anything on the bottle, but it's eighteen to twenty five percent. So generally, I would never, I would never guess that at all. Generally, whenever you have this fresh, it is so boozy that you can barely drink it. Um, but it is the holy grail for hopheads, is what they call it, right? Um, it is. It's constantly hopped for 120 minutes. Fucking duh. Um, <laughs> but this one in particular, I think, if I can read the bottle, I want to say it's a 15. Um, it was bottled on 7, 12 of 15, I think. So a couple of years on this in the cellar and... It really smooths it out. Like oh it's my god, so, it's so smooth. It's I would never, I would never guess that this is over ten percent. Yeah, I mean it's definitely heavy. It's a triple, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's title on the bottle says the Imperial India Pale Ale. Yeah. Which, if you're, uh, I mean, if you've been in into craft beer for any amount of time, you've heard of this beer, right? Like, there's no question that Dogfish Head is, like, the granddaddy of them all, other than, like, Sam Adams, right? Um, and even then, it's not... Right, I mean, you think about you think about the, the big, like, really heavy hitters in craft beer, the people who were, like, at the forefront, like Dogfish Head. Stone. And they, they're so weird, too, that so many people, I think, kind of just latch onto that, because they're just like, what in the hell are these guys going to do next? Like they, yeah, oh, they make beers they're... with like 
oysters and like crazy shit like that. You know, they're, they're and, very and experimental. One twenty minute, sixty minute is like a is a an American staple at this point. You yeah. know, I know so many people that will just default to that and they'll get a case of that. Like, you yeah, know, absolutely. Just to you have, a case of it for just to have around. Yeah, no, no big deal. Like, right, ninety minute is is one of those doubles that I just I I love. Sort of like a dirt wolf type. Yeah, it's it's a clear, like very kind of dark amber color. This one has got some fog to it, though. I don't know if you can see that, really, Jake, but it is. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got that like cloudiness, but it's not overly. Um, it, it's definitely not like a New England style or anything like that. It's it's a super hop forward, really good like sweet multi flavor. Um, really, I'm excited that Alex likes this one. To be honest, because oh, usually yeah. I, I was a little fearful of, no. of doing this one. <laughs> I'm I'm as surprised as you are. Yeah. Like that. Like <laughs> I wish Jake was here to have this because I that like blew my mind. It's so smooth. Like I, uh, and it's not even just because I've been drinking. Like it's like smooth no matter what. Right. Um, even Sarah said. She she really liked it. Good. It was just too much. I just someone made me drink a lot of dancing gnome today. <laughs> um, quick quick transition though. I do want to get into uh, oh the tea bitch. <laughs> we want to get into the tea. No, well that. But I also want to get into uh, the the brew news of the week. So there's some stuff going on. Uh, she just spilled like half her water on herself. <laughs> Which is like so. It's like instant karma, right? For being a bitch. Yeah. So to there, me. there's been a lot of announcements this week. I want to talk about. Okay. Um, oh, I'm ready. So, one of the biggest ones is coming out of New York. Um, Jake, I don't know if you heard about this, but I'm sure you have. Uh, did you see what happened to Six Point? Six Point is now merging with Southern Tier and Victory. So you got Victory, wow. one of the one of the big heavy hitters out of Downington, PA. Downingtown. Downingtown, sorry. <laughs> Downingtown, PA. <laughs> the team. Down, Downington the Abbey. Downington Abbey, yes. Um, and uh, Southern Tier, obviously, out of Lakewood, New York. Uh, they acquired Six Point. So not only will you be able to get Six Point here in Western Pennsylvania much more readily, but in all of Southern Tier and Victory's footprint as well. So, you know, that I mean, I know that Victory gets out there pretty far. And I know that Southern Tier has been growing. I mean, they opened a pub in Pittsburgh. Can you imagine if Six Point opened a pub in Pittsburgh? How cool that would be? Yes. That's <laughs> um, crazy. That was, that was one of the first craft breweries that I, like, really found out about and I think that you you knew about them you've known about them for years yeah that was one like so resin resin was one of the first double IPAs that I ever had and from then like it everything that they put out is sought after right but it's so cool to see that these guys are merging together to be stronger Um, I don't like to look at it as losing a microbrewery but they're they're really building up this brand, and it's kind of like uh, if you follow along with Oscar Blues, yeah, right. How <laughs> they they brought in Cigar City and they brought in um, who else was it? There's somebody else. 
Right, and, and what it does is it just allows them to broaden their reach, right? And, yeah. And, and it's such a good beer that you you want to have an opportunity to get it out to as many people as you want. And that, you know, that sort of toes the line of, you know, at what point do you become less like what got you to that point, right? Like you're, you just become almost this like production thing that, oh, we need to get this beer out. But we need to, to make sure that we're keeping up with the production of like res and high res and, uh, and Bengali and like all of their, their, big time beers that yeah, everyone Jammer loves and uh but yeah. the fact that they're being they're being acquired by another craft place like they they all sort of have the same ideals yes right and they're not they're not forcing them into contracts where they have to just produce this beer because this is what people want but i also think the big thing with that is you don't see the the violence with the workforce either Right, so you're not seeing Six Point laying off 600 workers because of this merger. You're seeing them go, "Hey, now we need beer reps to sell our beer in Ohio and Pennsylvania and you know Virginia." Like they're growing their brand; they're not cutting yeah. people out, which is the opposite of what you see with like Bud Light and Miller Light and stuff like that. Because like when Bud opens a place in Columbus, they're not they're they're taking the market away from the smaller guys. Not that they're making better beer, but they're making it closer, so they're making it cheaper. So they're undercutting the competition, right? They're right, and there's still there's still a vast majority of Americans that that drink, you know, big beer. Yeah, and that, and that's fine. I mean, craft beer is still like what I do it too. Thirteen percent I mean, or something of the market. Yeah. But, right, but it's, I think it's steadily growing and it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, and this is the right way to do it, though. That's what I, that was my end yeah. point. Um, the other big thing is our good friends over at Steel City Beer Wholesalers are bringing in some freaking heavy hitters. Yes. Oh, fuck, we have to talk about that. Yes. So They're bringing in Who Farted. Who Farted, which... They, we are pretty sure has not distributed before this. I, I'm pretty sure. As far as, we, in as, far as we know. As far as we know. Ohio, Ohio they have. Yeah. But they don't, like, I mean, obviously it's not going to be like you're going to get key bump on a Tuesday at a Giant Eagle. But you can probably get, like, their, uh, the, what is it, the Mosque Mos- of the Minotaur, right? Like, their, their standard single hop beers and stuff like that on the regular. And that's incredible to me. Um, last week we talked about a little bit, the uh, main, main beer company coming to Pittsburgh via steel city beer wholesalers. Like Shane is making some fucking moves. Yes. The guy, the guy is good. And I, I'm excited to have him on the podcast at some point. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, when or, Oh yeah. How yeah, soon we'll sure. be able to make that work? But like that that's one of the things that I really want to talk about is like how like what's his what's his strategy when it comes to, you know, reaching out, you know, how or or how easy or difficult is it to to get some of these places? I mean it, it's and and like how big his operation is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I don't like know. there's just so there's so many questions that, you know, I I have because it's it's completely unfamiliar to me yeah. how 
wholesaling works, but I mean, the guy seems to just be, he's checking off boxes left and right. You know? Right. Like they had, cut, I, he's I mean, getting, a couple of months ago, they had Aslan like kegs available for purchase. They had, I, I mean, they, they bring in this stuff that you can't get other than from the brewery. So the, the other big one this week was Rotunda. From it has oh fuck what is it yes. Anvil is it, it's Anvil PA right A N N V I L L E Anvil PA these guys were at the <laughs> birthday party so I'm assuming that's when all this stuff was like started got in the works that kind of thing because it's been about six weeks let's say right since then so he's had some time to like formulate a plan but Rotunda is coming to Pittsburgh and I mean they can a lot but they don't seem to be as big as, like, a main beer company or even Who Farted, really, because Who Farted's been around for two years now, and I feel like Rotunda's only been around for maybe 10 months a year, maybe a little bit more. Uh, Don't quote me on that. I really don't know. But these are some big players in name alone who are going to be available for purchase at Liberty Beer, you know, um, be on tap at your local house or whatever, you know, like that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, that is, it's cool. I mean, because, and, and they already have like a very good selection at Liberty beer and, and like even the stuff that, you know, you guys got that merch from, from Shane, but they already have a lot of big names. Yeah. They have Omni Pollo, they have evil twin, um, these are those are more uh, like nomadic brewers, right? Because they don't necessarily have like a brew pub. Mm-hmm. But Evil Twin, you don't see everywhere, but you see it a lot. You know what I mean? And yeah. the stuff that you do see is very high alcohol. <laughs> yeah, Evil Twin has some good stuff. They do a lot of weird stuff too. They do like that biscotti beer, and they do the the half and half. Yes, yeah. Uh, lemonade, IPA. I, I still think um, the Imperial Mexican Biscotti Cake Break might be one of my favorite stouts that they've ever done. And it's a collaboration with... So, I like how you can say that. You can say that without stuttering, but you can't get out <laughs> Steel City beer wholesalers every single time. <laughs> okay, I, I just say it in a... They, uh, Steel City beer. Okay, listen, we need to get. Uh, here's my idea. I was. I had this idea uh, a couple days ago. What we need to do is we need to have Shane on the podcast. We need to have him record him saying Steel <laughs> City beer wholesalers, and then we just hit a button every time. We <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's so good. We need it's a, a great we need idea. A sound it's a great idea. We really do. And, we really need a And then it's just like and. Steel City beer wholesalers. Yeah, <laughs> just totally unmatched from the audio. Like, there's no. Yeah, right. And it's like completely chopped up. But like, that's like, that's funny. And like, that's something that I think people would people would enjoy. <laughs> um, Shane is very uh, res- responsive on social media too. So like, if you if you see something that they have and you want to ask a question about it, shoot him a DM, and he will he's respond. Also, he's also a golfer, and I can't wait to talk about that. When we get him on at yeah. some point, he I, he posted a picture from Bandon Dunes, which is like a it's in Oregon, I believe. Oh, wow. like one of the one of the highest rated public golf courses. Actually, it might not be public. I don't know. I have to do my research before before we get him on. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he, he just seems like a, he's a really cool guy. I mean, I, I follow him on social media and stuff. And, just, and his personal uh, he's account doing a lot of great is things. Like, not private. You can just follow him if you want. Um, yeah, at Shane Lohman. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't but, know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll attach his thing, his... Uh, We'll tag him in the next uh, the next podcast post. So yeah. keep an eye out for that guy. He's uh, I will post a picture this week. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Shane. Yeah, we love you. There's there's he's, little uh, that we can say bad about that guy, if any. <laughs> he's killing it. I mean, yeah. and and he's he's a young guy too, right? Like it's it's pretty amazing how many. And they they haven't been around for that long. Contacts that he yeah, and he's doing it on his own, and and he's really. Doing well. He did say that his head beer rep is the one that, like, really gets out there and works her ass off. And uh, I'd be stoked to have them both on. I think that's what his, like, end game is, is to get him and her on. So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna set that up. I know we've been talking about this for months, and I feel really bad about not, like, following through with it. So this is definitely going to be something that uh, – I'm gonna spend some time cleaning the basement in the next week or two and make sure that uh, and <laughs> that it's presentable. Shame on Instagram, <laughs> but slide into those DMs. But no, seriously, he he is super super uh, into the craft beer scene. He loves it. He's drinking it all the time. He's he's out and uh, checking in on his product and making sure that everything's going smoothly. Like he's a very involved person when it comes to the the craft beer scene in Pittsburgh, and we love him. He gave us free stuff. Yeah, we need that. We need that type of passion in the craft beer industry, and it oh, seems sure. like everybody, everybody who is a brewer or or is involved in any sort of way, like they all sort of have that that same kind of yeah. energy when it comes to promoting products, and and everyone's just like a, ner- a beer nerd. If you yeah, work, if you work yeah. in the industry, like you just love beer and you love to talk about it. And, yeah, for sure. And it's cool. It's cool to see, and, and it's think- such a nationwide thing, and it's. It's really truly universal. A, like, yeah, there's not. It's a yeah. cool. It's a cool community to be a part of, and we, uh, you know, we we get enough listens that we're content with, and we hope that uh, anyone out there that's actually listening to us uh, gets something from this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we love drinking craft beer, and we hope that uh, you other people out there like to drink craft beer. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's look forward. Yeah. Okay. We're so forward. Uh, moving into this week, um, there's. So I'm going to be meeting up with Sean tomorrow. Probably going to get uh, the double max bottle, and he's mm-hmm. got eight different beers from Magnify coming mm-hmm. for me uh, because his friend was out at Magnify. Um, and then there's a ton of releases coming up. I know Hitchhiker's supposed to have two or three this week. Uh, Gnome always has two or three. The week before Thanksgiving is one of those, like, everybody needs to save money for the holidays type of, type of feel. And then come Black Friday, everybody goes, fuck yeah, throw it all at the gifts. Um... I'm looking forward to the week of Thanksgiving, though, because we're going to throw down on some Thanksgiving and just light it up with some great beers. Light it the fuck up. Thanksgiving was a big week. Um, I I might go to Cleveland this week to get some 
some platform for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to speak that into existence so that I have it in my mind. Um, I just need someone to go with me. You guys, I'm not saying you guys have to go with me. Like, I literally just want someone to go with me to buy cans and come back. Like, I'm not going to go and spend any time there. I just want to go. Oh, really? You're just going to go and pick up? Because why would you? I mean, no, I mean, I would go and, like, have, like, some beer and then, like, come back. But, like, it's, it's like, an hour-ish, an hour and, like, a half drive. 45, like, 45. Okay, fine, two hours. Nearly two. Fine, it's, like, two hours. But, like, I'm not going to stay there. Are you flying there? It's, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive. It's not two No, and it's half not. Hours. It's not two-and-a-half We did it in two. Okay. You can do it in two. Two hours and that's amazing. To platform? Yeah. Lovely. Just to Cleveland. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Can you navigate to the pl- platforms? I know how, what I'm going <laughs> to And do. And you're actually further north, Alex. You're further north at, at mom and home. dad's place. Yeah. So right. you're probably closer. Correct. So um, I, no, I want that. Forward no, I mean, I was going to do that for like, I figured this year we were going to do like a beer trade for like Christmas or like we were just going to get together and like do some beer trades and like that was going to be like the Christmas gift that we were all We can do still do that. Because yeah. like none of us are buying gifts for any anyone No, else. no, that's fine. Yeah. Right. So like And we're doing Black Christmas. Kind of, so Right. So that was kind of like my idea to get something that you can't really get here, you know. Yeah, I mean I like I will obviously be bringing stuff back for Thanksgiving and Christmas that you won't be able to get around there. Yes. But yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see what Treehouse has in store for the next couple of weeks here. Um, I, I can't imagine that they're like planning on releasing something big for like Thanksgiving. They kind of just, they're pretty consistent with their, their release schedule and chances are I'll be able to get, you know, one of the staples alter or doppelganger Hayes, green Julius all of those plus um, maybe some crossed for green stuff. personally. Green's good. It's a good beer. Um, just, so I'll I, try we to missed get as it the last time I was I there. So um, yeah, I might, I might have to pull out some pull out some magic tricks for Christmas so that we have some stuff that none of us have ever had. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's an exciting time of year and. Uh, um, I'm excited to be back home with you know the whole fam together all at once, the except for family. mom and dad who are leaving. But right, well, the fam bambly, the whole fam bambly, yeah, and we love that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Cat in like three months too, so that that'll be very exciting. Shout out, Cat. Hi, Cat. <laughs> um, just because. So and in summation. Uh, I don't know. We're all no. We're all very excited Business for the upcoming beer ethics. releases, and we're excited to share a bunch of beer. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, and then a couple weeks after that, it's Christmas. So we are going to have a bunch of beer that we don't normally have. Yeah. In this time, maybe because we'll Jake do. Jake is coming back. If it's if we aren't getting it, Jake is going to bring it. Right. So we are ready to. And you try. know, I'll bring it too. You're not wrong. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm really with bring it. I'm really with the shits when it comes to craft beer. <laughs> um, there is nothing else that I have to say right now. So, uh, yeah, we're just gonna wrap it up here. Um, 
Oh, thank you guys for... Uh, we did uh, finish off the podcast with Etch. Etch, yeah. Which was released this week. Delicious. Delicious. Much better than last time. I think they switched it back remember. up. Last time, they went back to the old yeast, and it was very, like, bitter. But this one's fruity, it's floral, it's... Oh, it's super smooth. Really good. I love it. Drinking. Um... Yes, really glad that we got to have some of this. Right. So <laughs> we will see you next week. Next week will be pre-Thanksgiving. Yes. So might be very similar to tonight. Uh, but we have a couple weeks coming up that we are very I think about. for next week, and I'm just going to speak this into existence. Please do. We should have some Christmas beers on Oh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good call. No. We should, whatever's available, shut up, Sarah. You I'm can not drinking it. Sarah, I can you, you Shut your pie hole, this woman. This is like the first podcast you've participated in in like four. So like, <laughs> no one is taking your advice. Fine. <laughs> All right, Jake. So um, let's set it up for next week. Grab some Christmas beers. Get like a mixer sixer or something. so much. And we will, uh, we will have our live reviews of what we think of these Christmas beers next week. They're all going to suck. Love you all. Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Uh, glasses up. We will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>